Hey guys, it's Alex from Alpha Comics and Games. I am interrupting your regularly scheduled quid pro roll episode to let you know that not only do we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers, where you can get access to some really cool additional quid pro roll content, but we also have quid pro roll content available now at Alpha Comics and Games in Willow Lawn. If you ever want to check us out, we'd love to see ya. And now, you know, onto the episode and all. Thank you guys so much for listening. Ready for clip and clapping, guys? Um, there's something I was about to say. Sorry, I'm trying to remember what it was. It may not have been important. I do love you all very much. Um, all right. Oh yeah, I have to open time dot is. That's what I was trying to remember. <laughs> this is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy, listeners. Welcome to the Daily Cryer Listening Show, where all the news and variant and beyond can make its way, well, right to you. Our adventurers are slowly unraveling the secrets of the Copper Temple in their own unique way. While avoiding the lurking guardians who wander in their disrepair... How badly damaged was I when you found me? Uh... Oh, very. Had you been organic, uh, you would have been dead. But I, I can get more into that later if you like. Uh, now, Koza and Solonar puzzled and puzzled over a contraption of colors, attempting to make sense of the elvish words and what it all could mean. It took them longer than I expected. <laughs> That's a fair assessment. And despite them putting their heads together, it was Johanna stepping in and putting the actual colors together that put them all on the right track to success. They work better as a team. Uh, yeah, actually. I think this illustrates quite nicely how all of life's obstacles are puzzles in a way. And while some may seem daunting and complex to you, the answer could be as simple as asking a friend for their perspective and being open to it. You are a puzzle. <laughs> well, my secrets have their reasons. Remember to act with kindness and understanding, listeners. Life isn't full of absolutes, so take learning and teaching in stride. And as always, y'all take care now. Koza. You reach out your hand and touch the surface of the mirror. Mm -hmm. Yes. In that moment, you feel something underneath you release, sending what appears or feels to be your consciousness somewhere else, deeper inside yourself. Guys, for what you see, Koza reaches out, touches the mirror, and pauses. He does not move for some time. When we say Koza pauses, are we like viewing this as hesitation or literally somebody has pressed pause on Koza? Or, or have I turned into a ferret with little pauses? Aw, so cute. 
Koza has reached out his hand and touched the mirror and froze as his hand connected with it. Okay, so we don't see, like, breathing or anything? He has his his life-sustaining processes still going. Okay. So we can't think... see breathing. Yes. I- imagine if, if you will, a hard disassociation. Whoa. I think after, like, five seconds, maybe ten, Solinar would be like, what, what you got? What you got, Koza? What's what's going on? What you got? Koza's head turns to you, his eyes completely vacant. Speak, man. I'm not, I'm not a mind reader. I can't read your mind. As you say that, a grin begins to sort of stretch across Koza's face to the point that it looks almost painful as it tightens up his cheeks. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. What's your AC, Wait. Uh, it's a little, Joshua? It's a little weird. 16. Wonderful. Uh, Chapman, you, uh... what's your attack bonus? Um, uh, My attack bonus... Are we talking spells or are we talking physical? Uh, swinging your stick at him. All right, let's get physical. Uh, plus five. Physical, physical. All right. What does that staff do for damage, Chapman? Um, am I doing it with one or two hands? Uh, you're going to be doing it with two hands. Oh, that's going to do a D8 plus two bludgeoning. A D8 doozy. Ooh, All right. Do doozy. So... As Solinar kind of sits there, is like, "What's uh, what's going on?" Koza, uh, with this rictus grin on his face, is going to take both hands on his staff and swing it, much like a baseball bat, colliding it with Solinar's head, doing five points of bludgeoning damage and sending him sprawling. Whoa! You just clocked Solinar. Ooh, Koza, that's not nice. Koza, you are inside your body but you only see what you're doing. It's as if you can see out of your eyes, but you're piloting a Gundam that's not responding to your control inputs. Ah, yes, using language Chapman will understand. (laughs) You've been taken to Garth Marenghi's dark place. Um, wow, yeah, this is terrifying. Because it's terrified. <laughs> All right. Uh, Good acting. Boat, Johannes. <laughs> I am very scared right now. Golly, guys, I'm terrified of this situation. See, at the very least, when you do that, you sound a little bit like Shaggy. <laughs> I was going to say. Andy, like, I'm terrified of this situation. <laughs> I mean, that's honestly pretty. It's Ernest T. Bass. All right, Johannes, Boat. You just saw Koza. Bash Solinar's face in. I'm going to take him down. I'm going to just body tackle him. All right. Wonderful. We said no bashing Uh, Solinar's face in. Roll attack. Koza, what's that there AC you got? That's rule number Um, 17. Because I never wear armor. (laughs) I rolled a 25. Okay. You take that boy down. I throw my body at him to collapse him to the ground. And I lay on top of him and keep his shoulders down and then pull up one of his legs to really pin the shoulders. And it's almost like muscle memory. And I'm sort of just waiting for somebody to make the count. All right, wonderful. Johannes? Um, is this when I count, Boat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep his shoulders down for three. 
Okay. One, two, three. Ring, 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 a ding, ding. Koza, uh, I'm gonna have you roll a wisdom save for me. From the floor. Why? Koza, you heard the man. You gotta answer his question. That is going to be an eleven. Sorry, thirteen. All right. Johannes is still is still yelling at at Koza. Solinar. You heard the man. You gotta answer the question. Uh, Solinar is gonna get back on his feet and dust himself off and be like, "What? Don't you think the leg hold is a little excessive, boat? Like maybe maybe he's cursed now. Like maybe it's a cursed mirror. And all the better to mm-hmm. keep him down." Koza, are you cursed? Johannes, Kit, can you do a thing about curses? Do you have a curse thing you can do? Hmm, I don't know. Let me find out. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe said I should smite him. Um, can we start calling him Cursa? I've got, I've got lesser restoration. Let me lesser re restore you. What is what is lesser restoration? Give me the give me the words for that. Lesser restoration means dis- you can't get all the rust off of the silverware, mm-hmm. no matter yep. what. But it's fully functional. No matter what chemicals you use. Unless you use CLR, uh, <laughs> sponsor. No, no you got to use OxyClean. <laughs> OxyClean. OxyClean versus uh, CLR. Who sponsors us first? Yeah. We'll use whichever one of your things are in real time, and we'll use it to get this curse off of Koza. Find out next time if we do it. No. <laughs> that is the shortest uh, episode ever. Okay, next episode. Uh, Koza, I'm touching you, and I'm uh, curing one <laughs> disease or condition. Okay. One second. Are you okay? Huh? Yeah. I just, I just heard a cackle along starting, so... Yeah. Ah, yes, the cackle along, my favorite version of sing-alongs. I yes and. You, you yes and! Mm-hmm. That is correct. I can't believe, Wonderful. I can't believe I'm already dead. The good news is, I've been working on my next character. And his name Ooh. is Skimbleshanks, and he's a gnome <laughs> who's dressed like a cat. Chapman, what's your yeah. spell save, DC? My spell save DC is a 15. Wonderful. So, uh, Bo, mm-hmm. go ahead and roll a constitution saving throw for me. Constitution saving throw, you say. How about a 15? As you grapple onto Koza, you're going to see in the corners of your eyes, your vision is going to start going black in soft motes, mm-hmm. covering the entirety of your vision. You sort of like blink and and focus and shift it away. It melts out, but you can feel sort of in your body where it's touching Koza, this sort of tendrily fungal feeling. Is Koza still conscious? That you can tell, yeah. I'm gonna punch him to try to knock him out. All right, uh, unarmed strike, Koza, what's your AC? 12. Probably still a 12. 23. Yeah, okay, roll bludgeoning damage, I guess. Uh, That's gonna be a five. I'm trying to remember how unconsciousness works. I'm just used to people murdering. Well, people can do damage to, you can do, depending on what weapon you have, you can do damage straight to what's considered like non-lethal hit points. Got it. So yeah, it's basically that. So if he's 
immobile and he gets a hit that's a crit you double the damage eventually he gets the hit points down and then he would go so we just have to beat him into unconsciousness (laughs) i think yeah which we could keep rolling or you could just or or i could just let it happen which is what i'm going yeah we would all gather around goza (laughs) and just just because i actually remember i do get i do get an additional on arm strike (laughs) stop Mm -hmm. just just Oh, just pummeling goes. No, I'm going to just allow it. I wanted to make sure that I. Are you sure I rolled fitting. a 19? I'm, I'm sure you did, buddy. Uh, oh, so, stop pummeling so Goza. You're going to wind back and you are going to clock him in the face. Koza, for you, everything goes dark. Cool. Boat, I know that we're here in clocks all the time, but that doesn't mean you got to go around clocking. It's, it's, I've made the right choice, and I'll tell you why. Because as I was lying on top of Koza, I started to see, like, some sort of weird, oily blackness taking over my eyes, and I was able to shake it off, but I could really feel at the core of my soul that that was what's taken over Koza. Ironically, it's something very fungal, so at least he's probably at home with it, but it's causing us problems. <laughs> Um, quick question, Alex. Do we see the thing that uh, was was interacting with Boat, or was that something that only he was re- aware of? That was of? something only he was aware of. Awesome. Second question. When I did the Lesser Restoration and did a boop on Koza and, and channeled some of that energy in, that, that did nothing? Based off of the rules that you have given me, it is either a sickness or condition. Uh, mm-hmm. What happened to Koza does not fall under the list of conditions officially. Cool. Okay. Um, let's see what we got going on here. I'm going to divine some sense is what I'm going to do. I'm going to divine some sense in this situation and we'll see. But it's, it's usually it's allows me to commune with soon and it usually leads me right. Okay. Super Saiyan hair. All right. So your hair begins to glow like Rapunzel from Tangled. Uh, you smell the scent of cherry blossoms and see a few of them sort of gently waft around, mm. around Johannes. You sense within Koza, Koza. You you can feel that, that the entity that you recognize as the soul of your friend still dwells within this vessel. However, there is a completely separate sensation of fire, of burning, of heat, which to you would immediately indicate something fiendish. Mm. Okay. Hair, come back down. Okay, it's settling in. Team, here's the deal. And uh, Alita, you're the, you're official party healer and know much more things about things than I do. So you should definitely get out of that corner of the room and come over closer here. Um, Boat won't pummel you. He's done clocking for now. So here's the deal, y'all. The Koza, I almost said y'all, which is not a thing I would say. Koza. <laughs> I'm starting to, He's, starting to rub off on y'all. I know. Hey, our friend is still inside of this flesh vessel. Flesh but not vessel. only that, there's also a second entity, dare I say, a fiend inside of this flesh vessel that's trying to flesh vessel him out. Koza's been possessed? Yes, he has. And the name of the thing that's possessing him is Doorknob. Because it turned it turned the door of Koza, who always leaves his door open because he's a kind heart. And it used that to try to do take squatters' rights inside his body. We gotta get that thing out of here. Koza. Mm-hmm. You find yourself standing in complete darkness. The only light that you can see illuminates you and the immediate space on which you stand. There is a almost musical sound that surrounds you. 
it, it it's one of those it's the sonorous equivalent of seeing something out of the corner of your eye turning and it's gone but as you stand and you look about for it the sound becomes louder slowly just enough that you're starting to wonder whether or not you're hallucinating it hello what Solnar, Johannes? You begin to hear what sounds like a distant cacophony of moans, of screams, of cries of terror and pain. Something is in this darkness. The music gets louder. Uh, hello? Is who, who's th- there? Can I see anything yet? Everything is dark. The space around you feels vast, almost infinite. I'm gonna try to produce flame. So I imagine when you produce flame, you click your fingers like a lighter. Uh, um, I, I was just like. Whoosh. See, I just like that idea because that that just that has yeah, an effect on well, me. But yeah, if you want to just hold up your hand and poof, there's fire. That also works. I'm afraid I'm not. You're not jazzy enough. Yeah. So you raise your hand and produce the flame the light of which seems absorbed by this darkness. Uh, oh no, um, um... You feel in your mind a slight tug pulling you upward. I'm going to have you roll an advantage on a wisdom saving throw. 19. Wonderful. Guys, as you all surround Koza and are trying to figure out what the best course of action is, his eyes flutter open out of unconsciousness. Koza, by the way, uh, you couldn't feel the pain before since you were just sort of floating in your own flesh vessel. Uh, but now you are acutely aware of the shiner around your eye that is forming. Uh, oh, no! A demon! No, no, wait, uh, wait. He's warm like a human. I think he's probably okay. <laughs> Koza, if this is the real you, then prove it. Say something only Koza would say. Ouch. Mm, I don't know if that qualifies. It's fairly <laughs> convincing. Koza, how do you feel about getting married to Rosemary? What? What it's... happened? Where? What? Not convincing. Wait, hmm. I like how seems... we really we really know Koza's quirks now because before you said that, I was already I had I had one ready to go asking Koza about Rosemary. <laughs> <laughs> Not convincing, yeah. Koza. I've got <laughs> I've got uh, two shields instead of two bullets, and uh, <laughs> I need to know: Are you the real Koza? Um. It's, uh, yes, is there another Koza? I I don't know. Tell me something only the real Koza would know and another Koza wouldn't. Um, uh, um, um, uh. He's from the uh, Mirror Universe. His real name's Azok. No, what? Um, well, it's something I know. Um, uh, um, um, no. I, guys, no, this is, this guys, is taking I, longer than a I, lie would have. Koza's, I, I, this is definitely Koza. Yeah, this is Co- this is Koza, but would you be so kind as to stop twisting him into a pretzel? Okay. Boat uh, <laughs> gets up and dusts himself off and reaches out a hand to help Koza up. 
Oh, Yakuza takes the hand, like, nervously. And I guess gets pulled to his feet. So, what just happened? Uh, I don't know. It had something to do with... This... Mirror? You do hit I... Solinar in the face. Do... Like, Pretty I, I don't... Well, I don't remember anything. I think I... I reached out. Do I remember touching the mirror? Yes, you do. And so does everyone that watched you do it. Okay. I... I touched the mirror, right? Yeah. Yeah, you touched the center of the glass. And then I... Boat pinned me is the next thing I remember. Alita's gonna look over and sort of approach the mirror. Uh, guys... This is kind of creepy and I don't like it. What's reflected in the vision of the mirror? So you can see your own reflection, but behind your reflection, as if they were standing behind you, are dozens and dozens of humanoid faces that stare blankly. One of them being Koza. Mm. Oh, so do the other ones also have like people's faces or do they have features i guess is what they all have features they all look like distinct individuals however their complexions are pallid and gray Mm, i don't like it no sir not one bit so is there like when i look in the mirror there's the reflection and like just another koza yes oh that's not good what why is Koza's gonna sheepishly wave at the other Koza. They stare at you blankly, almost somberly. Um, quick question. So one of the things that happens when I'm divine sensing is I sense things that are consecrated and or desecrated. Was there anything desecrated in this room? No, but it feels as if there is some kind of link within the mirror itself. It itself, as an as a piece, is not a problem, but it's some kind of outlet plug. Um. Hey, y'all remember that spooky face wall thing that existed in that other hallway? The one that's gonna be haunting my nightmares tonight. Uh. Yeah, can't forget it. This this seems like I mean it's also got faces. It's also spooky. Uh, it it seems like maybe these two things are related. Mm. Yeah, I'm having this debate right now on whether or not I should destroy this mirror. I don't think the mirror itself is evil, but it's obviously connected to some type of world that does not seem hmm, positive. Uh, difficult for me. It's definitely not de- desecrated, which is something I checked. Can can I do like an arcana on the mirror to try and figure out maybe what kind of magic is powering it and in turn uh, whether or not it seems similar to the shrieking wall? Go right ahead. I hate when the D20 like teases me where I roll it and it kind of shifts from like side to side just wobbling for a couple of seconds and it's like, do you want like an 18? Do you want like... A 15? Do you want like a 20? And I'm like, any of those would be great. And it's like, well, here's your eight. Uh, That is a total 10. So you are able to tell at the very least 
the color and visuals of the entities inside the mirror that are all staring at you like the movie Sinister, it's the same color. It's the same visual effect. You're also able to tell that there's no magical energy in the surrounding frame of the mirror. It's just in the glass itself. Solinar, uh, it's like, uh, I think, I think, be, be ready to take me down if I do a weird grin thing. And then he reaches out and he places his, his fingertips gently on the edge of the frame of the mirror, like on the outer edge. The metallic exterior is cold and you feel sort of this vibration, this hum. But other than that, nothing occurs. Uh, Was that no, like you're gonna do a weird grin thing or is that no, like, ah? No, it just like feels weird. Like it's got like a little hum to it. And like Mm. the whole thing is giving me goose pimples and I hate it. Hmm. Could you give me what's the hum? What's the hum frequency? Uh, let's see. Solonar like places places his hand a little more firmly on the frame, and he's like, "It's like a, it's like a." Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you guys getting ready for your barbershop quartet? Do they have barbershops in Virian? I mean, they would have to. What do they call them? Barbershops. Your world, I guess. <laughs> Face farms? Like, I don't know what you want from Face me. Far- I would love it if there was something in Virian called face farms, especially Tinkerhaven, where maybe they, they grow faces that robots can graft onto people. It's something that oh, it's something that the criminal element uses to disguise themselves. Brandon, I do not mm. like this dystopian fan fiction you are writing. I'm for writing Marian. down face farms. Well, I'm going to use that for something. Tinker Haven face farms. It's funny, too, that you say that because there's magic to disguise self. But people are like, hey, could you cut that face off of that corpse and put that Tinker on? Haven is Tinker a, Haven is a, Tinker Haven is the focal point of science in this world. They don't want to rely on magic. Wait, 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 wait. Alex, what do you think punk rock is? <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm worried. <laughs> and they don't cut I'm, the faces off of corpses. They grow, guys, they grow guys, them in petri we, we've dishes. We've lost it in the sauce of face farms. Well, the sauce is what okay, makes everybody, the faces everybody, special. Wait, That's no, everybody, on three, we hum at the vibration of the frequency of this mirror. One, two, three. Mm. Face farm. Enjoy that borderline Gregorian chant, Gabe. <laughs> and audience, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, I guess we're taking I, it with us. I'm gonna say let's not break it with holy power, at the very least, not yet. I wanna see, because if we break it and we need it to get through that barrier thing, then we're gonna be really upset with that we broke it. So, yeah. Yeah. It's not evil. It's actually, it's definitely not evil. So I'm not planning on breaking it unless it tries to possess more of us. I was going to say, the fact that it put some sort of fiendish energy inside Koza, I think that sounds to me like it might be evil, but we might, we might need the evil in it to do the passage thing (laughs) right now. 
if you've it got fiendish felt- energy in something, you just need to find a pirate and add it to that. Because you're adding an R, and then it becomes friendish energy. Oh. <laughs> I love that reaction. Listeners, you can't, you can't see this. But I love the reaction Josh gives me when I do a joke like that. He turns into like a Sam the Eagle Muppet with his lower <laughs> lip pulled up to about his nose as he considers and simultaneously dismisses the comedy of the joke. My very superior comedy jokes. That joke was very good. God, I love your Sam the Eagle impression, Alon. When you make your speech oh. at the wedding, I request it is in the Sam the Eagle oh, voice. I will lose my voice. I will lose my voice so fast. I can only do that one in short bursts. Thank you all for coming. It is the American thing to do. Thank you all for coming. <laughs> Just going to say. All right. All right. I am going to very carefully, and Solnar is going to grab the edges of the mirror as if he is uh, picking something up that is potentially very hot and he's like all right nobody nobody touch nobody touch i'm going to i'm just going to just squeeze through here i'll take the lead and we're going back to the barrier okay and he just he just hustles along the hallways regardless of who's following him and how quickly all right you three i'm following him and how quickly alita's going to go with the two of them yeah i'm following i'm following oh. Yeah, following along uh, as fast as a face farmer runs out to the field when he's afraid he's going to lose his crop. <laughs> you don't want to lose that face. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got to hold on to those face farms. So you're going to twist around. Despite the darkness, you have a relatively okay concept of where things are at this point. As you are walking, uh, Solinar, you're going to look on the back of the mirror and you see that there's some kind of like scratched image on the back of it. Oh, I really hope I don't regret this. Solonar kind of like shifts the mirror so they can get like a better look at the back of it. The back of it appears to be in several almost for your translation, Celtic-esque knots and weaves. The shape- so real quick. Solonar does speak Elvish and Sylvan as well as Common. Oh, I'm very well aware. I'm describing okay. an image, not a not not text. Okay, Though I do appreciate sure. you keeping me honest on that. In in what appears to be like, for lack of a better term, like Celtic knots and weaves and shapes, the image of a dragon by itself it would look like just chaos, but because it's in these like connected weaves, it looks almost as if you tried to like fold a dragon out of wicker or something relatively approximate. Oddly, it's very primitive looking. The actual like structure of the dragon itself, it's not proportionate to any dragon that you've ever seen. And its head is twisted entirely backwards in, and it seems to be breathing some kind of breath weapon. So if this was 3.5, I'd be like, let me roll an appraisal check on this. But uh, I'd inspection maybe investigation uh because is this another platinum dragon thing Mm, roll that's a nat 20 so the frill and the design of the dragon despite the dragon being incredibly primitive is different than the platinum dragon images that you have seen it appears significantly closer to a copper dragon 
the carving on the back is not done like well. Like I want you to imagine an intricate equivalent of a middle schooler like scratching an image into his desk front with like a pocket knife. Um, and it was done fairly hastily, despite the intricacy of the design. Are you sure it doesn't look like one of those weird S's? Yeah, it's just yeah. that one weird... It, it is a, the shape of a dragon made out of a bunch of weird S's. Well, you draw you draw an S, and then you draw a different S, and then you do consummate Vs. Consummate Vs! I said consummate Vs! Whatever you say, guy who didn't have to do that to get through a geometry class. You had to do the S, otherwise your teacher failed you. you I to- mean, I had to do them because I needed something to do other than geometry. Mm, was never a good math student. Failed. As evidenced by everything in this podcast. <laughs> no, that just means you weren't a good economics student. Mm. Economics is just math with a symbol in front of the numbers. Oh. But econ people are gonna be coming at you soon. <laughs> probably. Yeah, it's all Look, good. I'm gonna tell you right now, if the econ people haven't already come for me because of my frankly nonsensical like economic structure in Varian, they're probably not listening to this show. <laughs> I think I think they appreciate it. They're they're rooted in reality at all times. They're like, please let me believe in magic. <laughs> I, I just think it's messed up that knowing full well none of us are good at mathematics and knowing full well that a doctorate in mathematics listens to this show on a regular basis. I, I think it's rude that we put him through this. <laughs> mm-hmm. He knows how woo-y. he knows we love him regardless. So it's mm-hmm. fine. We love you regardless of the fact that you're rooted in real math. <laughs> you and your <laughs> dumbass. You and your real things. All right. But there's something about like the swirling of the image that looks somewhat familiar to you. Maybe like the um like the puzzle cylinder thing that we had to solve to get into the dungeon in the first place? It it might be something like that that you've seen at some point. Oh. Oh, we'll figure that out once I know whether or not this gets us through that wall. So you guys are going to approach the weird spectral wall. Again, seeing faces dragging themselves in agony and screaming across it. Woof. Solonar's just going to glass first, just like try to like put the mirror up to the face wall. As you reflect the mirror towards the spectral wall and the light that you all are carrying reflects off of it into the wall itself, you hear a clear bell-like sound sort of gently cut through the dark and the soundlessness of this space. The wall itself begins to burn like film that's been overheated and caught on fire before it eventually melts away into wisps of some kind of ethereal energy. And there's no screaming in the distance to accompany this burning? Not that you can tell. Oh, thank God. This was something gentle, something freeing. Solinar is going to, uh, trying to think what is the safest way to turn a mirror around making sure you absolutely will not touch the glass i think he places it gently on the ground holds it in place uh with like the top of it the the top of the mirror with his hand 
and then just like spins it around very carefully and then picks it up with the glass facing towards him and looks into the mirror to see if the faces are still behind. They are, and they appear closer behind all of you. Mm, nope, I do not like that. I do not like that even a little bit. Solonar, don't be alarmed, but I think you might have just performed an exorcism. Uh, it's the second time this month. Oh, you're becoming a regular exerciser. Gotta stay fit somehow. Exorcist, Johannes. Mm, I hear regular exercises is good for, for exorcisms. And important for heart health. Ooh, I love my heart. Kosa, Thanks, heart. are you feeling okay? Um, oh, it's, this is really weird. Um, what do you think it means that they're, uh, did we all see that they're getting closer? I mean, Solonar is going to have turned the mirror, yeah. so you all would have been able to see it. What do oh. you think it means that they're getting closer? I don't know, and I don't like it. Is there one of those um, moving sidewalks near here? Uh, there's one not terribly far. Is there a way we could put the mirror on the sidewalk and let it move, Watch it. move slowly <laughs> forward? It won't move slowly enough that you're going to be able to get a good eye on whether or not it affects the distance of these folks. What if no, I cast Mending on one of these things? That would work on the mechanics. I don't know. I still think that it probably would move a little too quick, but I'm going to say that the Mending makes it to what you want it to do, so it'll move but it slower. Before we overcomplicate this, uh, does Koza say anything about, like, what he's thinking, what he's planning. Um, I was just asking for clarification first. So, um, what what if what if maybe we move this thing separately from us? Well, I I can do that. And Solonar again gently puts it down, turns it around again so that he's behind it, picks it up, faces it towards the group, and starts backing up slowly. What are we seeing, guys? So as Solinar begins to back up, the entities are going to be further away as far as what you all can see towards you and your own reflections. They do not get any further from Solinar. Oh, I think they love you, buddy. They're trying to gather around you. They're trying to gather around me? Solonar, if you turn it to look at you, they're still about the same distance behind you. And it's the full collection of faces? There's not, like, less or more of them? Yes, though they are a little bit more than faces at this point. You can see about to their shoulders mid-chest. And one of them's Koza? Yes. Y'all, I don't like this haunted-ass mirror. It's the worst, and I no, hate it. No, you can't see their asses yet. Boat likes a haunted-ass mirror because that's ham. <laughs> I don't know. In a mop for that haunted ass mirror. <laughs> I don't know if we want to break it at this point. I it unnerves the hell out of me. Do you want one of us to start carrying it? I don't know that that's better. Honestly, like it being oh. near the group is horrible. I hate it. What if? Well, I mean, maybe if I'm already in the mirror, I should be the one carrying it. Should you, though? Is that what you should be doing? Well, because it, it seems to me like if if you're already in here, then, like, maybe that's an indicator 
Maybe that's an indicator that the mirror can do worse stuff to you. But at the same time, maybe I, if I'm hurting the mirror, I probably can't get more in the mirror? I don't think that's true. I think the fact that you're still here and talking to us indicates that there's more of you that could go in that mirror. And I don't want to chance that. If Koza wants to be the mirror bearer until we find the volcano that it was forged in and destroy it, then I will lend him my shield. <laughs> I like how nobody wanted to buy into what Alon was trying to set up there. Well, Solinar is actively against this, so he's not going to be like, and my rapier. <laughs> nobody yes anding Alon. It's really sad. <laughs> oh. Have we learned nothing? Ghosts, support me! <laughs> <laughs> and my white no, sheets! They really like, yeah, they really like, they really like soul in us. So. It's, it's that he's got soul in the name. Uh, yeah. All right, where, where are we at, group? Do we want to break this? Is it is it breaking this time? Because I hate it. Oh, I it's hate breaking it too. Electric boogaloo. Let's not break it. Oh, I probably should have pointed this out. And Solonar uh, puts it down, spins it around again and shows the back to the group and it's like so uh there's there's this dragon etching thing on the back here mm -hmm. uh i think it's a i think it's a copper dragon your, like, your phrase your phrase was puts it down spins it around right because that it's i love that <laughs> <laughs> uh so yes like the Sorry. the dragon dragon etching uh, I don't know what it means, cause there's a dragon etched into this haunted. God, I hate looking at the glass on this mirror. It is absolutely the worst. Hey, Alex, looking into the glass on this mirror, is it absolutely the worst? It is pretty rough. Not gonna lie. If if it if it was happening to me IRL, I would be going to it. I would be trying to find a priest. Okay, I trust you, Solonar. I'm gonna destroy it. Smite. Well, let me put it down Mirror. first. Jeez. Solonar. Bam! <laughs> I want you to roll an attack. Woof. Does uh eleven? Okay. Uh, roll a dexterity saving throw. Woof. Does, uh, it's actually not that bad. Actually, I need all four of you to roll a dexterity saving throw. Oh, okay. God. Cool. Yay. I got a 12. All right, delightful. Oh. 15. Uh, six, or sorry, unnatural 20. Oh, wonderful. If I don't get it with a 26, I don't know how I would get it. Well, Alita failed. All right. <laughs> Johannes is going to reel back and, like, infuse his arm with the smiting power of Soon and just slam into the glass of the mirror. It's cracking begins to spread throughout the glass. You hear a blood curdling scream before the glass shatters and sends out a shockwave that blasts all of you back. The four of you are able to kind of catch yourselves before you fall down. Alita is like ass over tea kettle down the hallway. Oh no, and then she hit the conveyor belt. <laughs> All of you that are still standing around the mirror feel for just a moment, it's just a flash that washes over you and then goes away of absolute and undiluted 
despair. Pro Roll is a co-production of Alpha Comics and Games with Goblins and Growlers. Our audio production and all original music composition is provided by Gabriel Perez. He can be found at Amethyst Audiomancer on Instagram. The voice of Alita and our DM for the podcast is Alex Smith. She can be found at Alpha Comic Games on Twitter. The voice of Charles Gravyboat Barnes is Brandon Dingus. He can be found at Way of Brandalore on Twitter. The voice of Eek and Koza are Chapman Adams. He can be found at What Are Birds on Instagram. The voice of Johannes is Alon. He can be found at The Dungeon Meowster on Instagram. And finally, the voice of Solonar is me, Josh Maltby, and I can be found at Black Cloak DM on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening. All right, uh, guy who didn't go to public school, so didn't see millions of those I, on blockers all day. I wow. know the wow. weird on S's. Blast. I'm familiar <laughs> with them.